Support for this episode is brought to you by SipTequila.com. With free shipping on all orders over $99, it's never been easier to get premium tequila shipped direct to your door. Every month, they're adding new brands like the Yayo and Grand Oveo single barrels. That's SipTequila.com. Premium tequilas shipped direct to your door. Having a good idea isn't impressive. What's impressive is when you execute on the idea. No matter the hurdles along the journey, being steadfast on creating a tequila that is authentic and bold. My guest today has done just that. We're going to hear his story and try Quintaliza Double Barreled Reposado Tequila on this episode of the Agave Social Club Podcast, hosted by me, Doug Price. Welcome to the show. This is the Agave Social Club Podcast. From time to time, I like to feature new brands that are hitting the market. And my guest today is the founder and CEO of the brand new Quinta Lisa Tequila Reposado. Mike, welcome to the show and thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a true pleasure. Mike, I've known you for the past maybe two years or so, and I've had the opportunity to have a little bit of an inside look on your journey as you've conceptualized this brand and now see it to launch. Before we get into the brand and the journey, You've got a background in importing and distribution of tequilas and different Mexican spirits. Uh, So you've been very well versed with a lot of the behind the scene items of starting a brand. But what was it that got you into importing and distribution? In in full transparency, a brand needed some help. I have a background actually in restaurants. I had a few restaurants that I've owned. So owning the restaurants really helped me understand uh, state documentation, okay. uh, understanding different types of paperwork that needed to be filed, and none of which is complicated. It's simple, follow directions, but it can be pretty involved. And I think that the one brand that we we started with, you know, they they just were having a difficulty with their current importer getting their distribution license for whatever reason. Kind of fell into that 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 spot. Found it extremely interesting. I thought it was a way to get into something that I thought could be fun. My background in restaurant and in medical, like, you know, a lot of things <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily put a fun next to it, but it, it paid the bills and it was something that I, you know, just kind of always did. But I have a passion for just innovative innovation and just kind of businesses that, you know, maybe aren't the uh, the typical path, I guess. And uh, importing is definitely not that. You've continued to grow that. I've seen you continue to help other brands, uh, really great brands, get different distributions and bring it here into the U.S. But a year or two ago, we, we were on the phone talking and you said something about, you know, I've got this idea for a new tequila brand and I think I'm going to make it happen. And I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of people tell me, you know, they're, they're going to make this tequila brand. They're going to do this. Or I've got people reach out to me that say, Hey, I'm working on this new brand. And then I don't hear anything for two years. So I, I kind of hung up the phone thinking, okay, you know, let's, let's see what, what he's going to do. And then we talked maybe a month later and I just asked you, you know, how's, how's it going? And you, you just went right into, Oh, it's great. I've, I've already got the name. I'm in trademarking. I've got the distillery that we're looking at. And and you completely surprised me. I mean, I was blown away by how much you've already put in place and all the legwork that you had already done. What was it that that made you want to start a brand? And, and I want to get into the journey because to, to do this now, I'm sure there's some ups and downs and it's taken you know some time. But what was it that made you want to start this brand? A lot of things I actually have on my, uh, my LinkedIn profile. ADHD is my superpower. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it really, truly is. You know, I think once you harness it and I just have this, you know, 
when I once I got an idea, it's kind of like I have to kind of see it through. This this particular project was by far the most well thought out. I think of all the the projects I've ever done and different uh, things I've div- dove into, um, this one was definitely more well thought out because there's just so many different layers to it, right? And you you can you think you know and you have a great idea, but execution is really what comes down to making a good idea something that's a reality. Yeah. So for me, it was, okay, if I'm going to do this idea that I think is great and a few other people, including yourself, you know, thought, ah, oh, it's kind of a cool idea. It's something different. Like, yeah. cool. Now, how do you execute it, right? Because it could fail just as fast as the idea came to you if you don't have proper execution. So for me, it was just, okay, now I have the idea. This is something I really want to do. And it, and it again, the entire journey, the past two years has been nothing but fun. It's been struggle. It's been tough. It's been mentally uh, draining, financially draining, um, <laughs> you know, you name it draining, but it's been fun. I wake up and, and really enjoy seeing what's next, seeing what the day brings and uh, the troubles or, you know, solutions to problems. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. But the tequila specifically, you know, like you said, I was importing different brands and I'm seeing, you know, a, a lot of different brands do some really cool, fun things. I thought that they have all different types of ideology behind like growing a brand and starting a tequila company. I have a, a lot of background in a lot of different businesses. And I think applying kind of that out of the box norm is going to help you know, this brand, because it's not, you know, traditional paths. I think if you look at our branding and a lot of our uh, content, it's what I don't think anyone would call it traditionally um, how they see it, right? It's just yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more edgy, a little bit more aggressive. And, you know, our slogan, you know, be bold is kind of that, you know, that's kind of what the branding's all about. You know, you, you actually, as we talk through this, we, we hit on timeline as we we're going through this and it's here, but you really, you, you've had a little delay, but you, you haven't missed it by that much in terms of your internal timeline. But what were some of the challenges along the way? What were some of the things that you said, hey, I wish this would have gone a little faster? Were there any surprises or things with importing and distribution? You had to have already been totally on top of any of that side of it. But the actual brand side, were there any challenges along the way that, that set you back or things that you had to pivot as you were working through it? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always bumps in the road. Believe it or not, actually, I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back for one second, not too long. Um, I I drafted up a timeline, kind of like a a roadmap, so to speak, uh, almost two years ago. I hadn't really looked back at it. I had the you know the idea of where it was gonna go, but a lot of times these roadmaps, they you know you start kind of creating new trails off of it, and eventually come back to where you wanted to be. Believe it or not, I'm pretty much spot on where we were. You know, I had some delays, obviously, that we had to you know kind of figure out everything from. I mean, the number one is, uh, you know, trademark. That's, yeah. that's just, that's trademarking is hilarious. I mean, the name Quintaliza, I think is the third or fourth name that we went down that road, worked with a great trademark attorney who's helped us a lot. Uh, one that we thought was going to go through and then it didn't three, four months into it. It wasn't looking so good. So we pivoted and we came up with Quintaliza. You know, Quintaliza is uh, a word mash of the other ones that we that didn't work out so well. Quintal me- meaning 100 pounds. It was a measurement of coffee a long time ago. But the Lisa part is completely what came out of a word mash generator that we used online. And it's just the Q and the Z. I just really liked the way that it rolled off your tongue. And it actually also helped us with our trademark tremendously because having no meaning is actually better for trademark. So that that process is a year-long process before you actually get the trademark. That was a, a definitely a big hurdle. And then, you know, our whole process on how we make this tequila and how we age our tequila 
is a, uh, a patented process. So as you can imagine, patents take a while. We're still a provisionary patent at this point. Um, we filed for our, our, our full patent, but that has its you know hurdles. And we haven't even gotten to the point of starting to find team members and money, right? <laughs> so, you know, before you're even out of the gate, you're hit with a bunch of challenges. But like I said, I love challenges and trying to find solutions to those challenges. So with this patent, you know, it's patent pending, but if you get this patent, and, and we'll get to this as we get into the tequila with the barrel aging process, but if you get that patent, is that something that no one else can do for how you are doing your barreling? Yeah, that's correct. The The patent will protect us. It's an applications patent, patent and it uh, will protect from you know anyone else trying to utilizing the process in which we use in order to attain the notes that we do you know, through barrel. Very, very interesting. I, I don't know if I know many other brands that have patents on how how they're doing certain, certain things. I mean, I'm sure there's some yeah. protective things there, but for you to have the foresight to say, hey, this is something special and, and I want to get it protected uh, at the very beginning. Well, Quintaliza is here. I mean, it, it is launching. Yeah. It is here. You've partnered with Ileana Partida, no stranger to tequila. Her dad, David Partida, is a third generation agave farmer. She's a fourth generation master distiller. How did you guys connect and what was it about her that made you say, hey, I've got to have her be a part of this team? Yeah, that was almost like a no-brainer, to be honest with you. You know, when we first set out to do this, we wanted to be different and better wasn't going to cut it. Different is the only word that I would use. We're kind of allergic to the word better. And I feel like Ileana Partida is all on that that mindset of trying to step outside the box, be a little bit more innovating and try different things. She's really just paved the way and creating this new following. She's got such a, such a tremendous eye and palette for uh, innovative products. So when it was put in front of her, she was relatively quick to decide she wanted to be a part of it. Quite honestly, there was a few other distilleries that we had discussed, but it was Ileana Partita for me from day one. Just love the whole story. Everything about it is just it is epic. And then when you visit Hacienda Diora, it's like, okay, yeah, this is where we need to be. It's just like uh, where dreams are made of. <laughs> is that is that her family's distillery? It is, yeah. She's been in there for yeah. a long time, so she's very familiar with it. Correct, yeah. And that one, man, she told me the year in one of our interviews that that one established, um, but it's not as old as you think, but it's it's been around. It's been in, in her family. This is Nam 1522 Hacienda de Oro. When you first brought this to her and said, hey, this is the idea, because this is a double barreled reposado and you know you you are we're going to get into you've got a background in coffee and, and there's some coffee influence here this is how you said hey i want to try something different here this is not a liqueur by any stretch this is sipping tequila that also plays well in cocktails but there is uh, you know this this marriage with these barrels but when you brought this tour what were her first you know initial thoughts on it she didn't think it was going to taste good yeah and to be honest with you i told her i'm like look you know we've spent a year in R&D, I, I experimented with a bunch of different ways. You know, my my number one thing was is that I wasn't going to mix, blend, or infuse any liquid coffee into the product. Okay. I wasn't going to use any additives. I wanted to make sure that it got its flavor profile naturally, and just as any other, uh, you know, tequila sitting in barrels, whiskey barrels, or, or anything else for that matter, rosé barrels. I wanted to make sure that it was able to pull those naturally. You know, we used uh, tequila ocho actually as a base in barrels that you and I discussed actually in the very, very beginning. If yep. you remember, you had given me some insight on, you know, aging time inside of barrels, the smaller barrels that we used, uh, you know, how fast it how fast tracked it works. And man, that was truly the saving grace because there was a lot of tequilas that I would pull out and go, Oh my God, it's so bad. This is never going to work. And 
try different varieties and different versions. And, you know, once I hit it, I mean, I hit it and it really came down to, I kind of forgot about it. I left it in the barrel a little longer than I originally had planned. I had gone away and I'm like, oh my God, I, I wanted to pull this out a little earlier and try it. When I got back, it was essentially two months older, you know, in the, in that short period of yeah. time. When I tried it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like here we are. It's like, okay, wow. Okay. I get, I understand what's happening now. And again, I didn't know much about, you know, aging, but I, I could get a, a gist of just the saturation rate, how fast it would extract, the higher the alcohol, the more extraction it would pull out of the barrels. Um, and then time, that was really what it was when we, when we hit the time timing, right. That's whenever everything started kind of coming together. So with Eliana, we had given her a sample of that product and she's like, this is so interesting. Like it's different. And at the time it was, it was good, but I knew it could be so much better once we had like, you know, our own organic agave and, you know, different, it was on a, on a full scale. But yeah, so her original thoughts was, you know, didn't think it was going to taste good, but definitely intrigued and willing to try. And that's what I loved. And your first thought was, can we infuse coffee? I mean, because I remember you, you had all these small barrels. You were telling me, hey, I'm, I'm going to fill it with, you know, great quality tequila. And were you just putting coffee beans in those barrels to infuse it? Or how, how were you first playing around with it to see if it could even get to where you wanted it to get to? Yeah, you know, everything in the above. We played with different ratios of coffee beans in the tequila. And I found that no matter how many beans or how little beans you put in, it always tasted like shit. It just was like coffee because coffee is just extremely powerful. It's, yeah. It will overtake everything. Uh, when you put beans in anything, especially alcohol, it's going to pull those beans dry. It just, it, you just get so much coffee. That it just, it tasted like burnt coffee. It was terrible. Um, we tried, you know, pouring tequila over uh, grinds. That's definitely a really bad idea. <laughs> it's, that's a waste of tequila, no matter what you yeah. use. It's a waste. And, and it just really came down to that infusing, mixing, or blending was definitely not going to be the ticket. It yeah. just wasn't going to work. And quite honestly, I learned that relatively quickly because no matter what I did, it just always tasted bad. And it wasn't until I started really kind of diving a little deeper into just, you know, the characteristics and almost like going back to simplifying it, like, well, how does tequila naturally get its different flavor profiles when it's aging, right? Yeah. Like, it, oh, it's, it's pulling it from the barrel. So how do we do that, yeah. right? And, and that's what it came down to is just coming up with a great solution that allowed it to just naturally do what it normally would do in a barrel. Right. And just pull those notes. And it was just very subtle. And that's what we were going for. And you've got a background in coffee as well. You you own your family. You guys have owned a couple different coffee shops. So you, you are a coffee lover and you wanted to continue to see how, how that can play uh, with tequila. Yeah. I, I mean, look, coffee and tequila are a vibe, right? Yeah. They're their own culture. You know, you have tequila aficionados just like you have coffee aficionados and it's two separate worlds, but they're just massive. And the 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 cult following of both of them is is huge right you know there's you you love coffee or you love tequila and it's it, it's just the way it goes for me it was just a matter of like i remember from the day one when we first started thinking about this it was like man i just really love to have both early in the morning <laughs> one saturday morning i was like man it's just really good to have uh 
tequila with some coffee in it. And then, you know, again, that's where that, you know, ADHD comes into play. It's like, I'm not going to stop until I figure out a solution. It's either I'm going to have it for my house or I'm going to have it for a brand. And, you know, here we are. Yeah. After a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of trips right. to Mexico, you, you've put a lot <laughs> of time into this. Quintaliza is here. Uh, like we said, this is a double barrel Reposado finished in American oak coffee barrels from Chiapas, Mexico. Walk me through, let's get into this process here. Like we said, now I'm 1522, Ileana Partida's at the helm, guiding you guys through this process. But walk us through this process from the start all the way to what we have here in our glass. Yeah, sure. We started with, you know, obviously we need to get to get the coffee. Coffee, uh, we wanted to make sure that everything that we use came from Mexico. And we didn't want to use a Colombia roast or anything like that. So we got our coffee from Chavez, Mexico, 100% organic, certified organic. Why that area? Was it, are they known for coffee there or would you just stumble upon it or is it something that you said man we've got to get coffee from here yeah it is known for coffee it's it's known for um having uh more of a artisanal artisanal coffee bean okay. it's typically um it's just a better area mexico isn't really known you know throughout the country for having like amazing coffee but chapas area is, is known for having the best coffee in Mexico. So for, for us, it, you know, and our coffee advisor, Mike, really just kind of came down to looking at the different areas of Mexico and what bean we're going to use. And it really came down to um, acidity levels and bitter levels, right? We didn't want to have anything that would add any more bitter notes to the tequila. We didn't want to add anything that was going to make it too acidic. Um, it needed to be a really good chocolatey, you know, full-bodied flavored coffee that is going to complement the tequila and not, you know, pull out things you don't typically want in your tequila, right? So that's step one. After that, you know, we just, we purchased our brand new barrels, char number three. We did what we do with the uh, barrels in our coffee. And from there, it was off to uh, the aging with, with our tequila. So our tequila is 100% Blue Weber Agave, two months aged in uh, American white oak barrels, uh, whiskey barrels from the there they go into our coffee barrels and this particular lot is aged an additional three months for a total of five months. So, and, and then again, the process here, you, you've got Highlands Agaves. I know organic and, and look, uh, organic has, has become somewhat of a buzzword. You know, a lot of, a lot of brands want to make sure organic and there's a lot of brands that aren't organic. that are great brands. Very important for you to have certified organic agaves. So these are coming from Highlands area, going into the distillery, going through autoclave, a roller mill process. And, and really, I mean, she she is making a, a Blanco for this base for this Quintaliza fermentation, wild fermentation. Is that what we're doing with fermentation? Yep. Okay. And then what, how are we doing distillation? Yeah. Double distilled and stainless. Okay. And, and then from there, so you've got the base and right. it's going in the ex bourbon barrels first. Is that what you're doing? Correct. Yeah. It's going in ex bourbon barrels first for two months. Okay. And then, and then from there, it's going to go into the uh, our coffee barrels for three months. And this particular lot's for three months. So help me understand the the coffee barrels. You've had coffee in those barrels, and then you empty it. We empty it and we rinse it out with tequila. Actually, okay. So we we are we check check and recheck. We make sure that there's absolutely no coffee in there, and then the barrels actually will sit and dry out. So we don't want them to be wet. So they're not wet, actually, whenever we put tequila in them. So they're 95% dry. You know, not dried out, 
but they're but they're dry. And then on a large scale production process, did you have to play with that and research and develop? I mean, were there some where you said, right. "Hey, let's take that barrel and maybe let's not rinse it and just fill it with tequila," and that didn't get what you were thinking, or let's go ahead and rinse it and have it wet? Were there different areas where you had to a b it and see what you were going for? Yeah. So we, I played with all those little barrels that I had here with all of that, but again, to ensure that there was nothing added to it. I wanted to make sure that it was all rinsed out. I didn't okay. want to rinse it out with water. I wanted to rinse it out with tequila just because I felt like that was the, the the best thing to do. And we did have a test barrel that was kind of out in front of the actual production. So we started a test barrel about three months prior to the actual production uh, going. And that test barrel was for a lot of reasons. One, to make sure that everything was going to go smoothly like we thought it would based on the smaller barrels. Two, to 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 test the liquid constantly for fufarao, dry yeast, making sure that you know everything was going to stay in parameters to still continue to be a tequila. It wasn't going to uh, fufarao out, so to speak, right? It wasn't going to hit that, that bad number of four. And then also to test the caffeine levels to see if this was going to be a caffeinated drink, how how much caffeine would be you know pushed over into the juice, if any. And results are that it's less than a cup of decaf coffee. That worked out really well in our favor, food for out, all that stuff. But it was really nice because we really had a good look into the future as to what this product was going to taste like at the time at that month, right? It's interesting because we aged that first barrel all the way up to seven months. At seven months, it lost all coffee. It was just all barrel. All okay. the barrel came into it. But it was darker than any Añejo I think I've ever seen in the market. Okay. <laughs> it was well, it was new barrels midnight. level three char. I mean, yeah, all of that's going to yeah. play into it. Yeah, so it had some it had some pretty dark color to it. It was interesting. It's a, it's a it was really good. Now that the product that we used that test barrel was not organic agave. We didn't we couldn't use it. So we actually have I can't even tell you how many bottles. Maybe I don't know. 25, 33 liter bottles at uh, the distillery right now. They keep asking me, what do I want to do with it? I'm like, just, you know, let's just drink it. <laughs> it's good. Okay. It's really good. So yeah, having that out in, in front was a huge help. It was, like I said, being able to let us see into the future. And, you know, we went for it at that point. Yeah. I mean, for five five months, I mean, and we just talked about those barrels. There's, there's a lot of color. I mean, a lot of golden color here on this. You know, your marketing, you talked about everything is bold. I mean, you, you've got your mm -hmm. whole campaign around bold. The bottle is bold, the flavors, the color here. And because of what you're doing, you know, that, that coffee is very subtle. I mean, it, it, it mm -hmm. does not overpower this. I, I know as you were doing this, you were very intentional about not wanting this to be something that people see because it does say on the label that it is finished in American oak coffee barrels. And you wanted to make right. sure that people didn't think that this was a, you know, coffee liqueur, that this is a stand up tequila that you're just infusing two of your favorite things, coffee and tequila through the barrel aging process. The nose on this, man, once it sits, man, there's a sweetness. You hit the nail on the head right there. We actually, uh, it was JP was here uh, the other day and he was saying, man, once this opens up yeah. and I've found that this definitely needs to breathe. When you pour it out, I let, I like to let it breathe for a second. And as it breathes, it just, everything changes. The profile changes a little bit. The nose changes. The entire back end changes. The entire right. after changes from when you just pour it and you take a sip to letting it breathe a little bit. Again, not this, the coffee is so subtle here. Just as we expect it yeah. to be. I mean, you're rinsing those barrels with tequila. You're letting those barrels dry a little bit before you're putting this tequila back in it. But very yeah. subtle. Yeah, th this is this has changed 
a lot, letting this sit, and a lot of flavors come through at mid, but a lot on the on the back end. There's some chocolate there. There's there's a lot. There's some sweetness. There is agave still there, but this is very interesting how this has changed. We wanted to make sure that we were tequila forward. We didn't want to have any. We didn't want to insult tequila aficionados. We didn't want to insult coffee aficionados. There's enough coffee to where it's like, okay, cool. That's really fun and unique, and it's different. But again, it's like it's not overwhelming. And I tell you. When you start making cocktails with it, it's amazing because you're you're not getting those overpowerful notes. You told me that just in the past couple of weeks or so, you had a mixologist that you met with and they were using this and you were just blown away by how they were incorporating this into different cocktails. Oh, I mean, amazing. Like it, it you know, you think of tequila, especially sipping tequila as a you know, drink it neat, drink it on the rocks. And you don't think about it so much on a 95 degree pool day in Florida, but we had some cocktails that I could drink by the poolside at 105 degrees. It was unbelievable, super refreshing. So we'll have those coming out here shortly. But yeah, it was. It's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of something that's got this much rich flavor and and this color and a lot of barrel because of these new barrels in the char. I immediately think of an old fashioned, you know, tequila old fashioned. But for you to right. see these guys are creating cocktails that are are outdoor pool drinks. So really excited to see what those recipes are and to try some of those and see how this yeah. plays with it. Now you have. Uh, been generous enough to let me try this at different stages. And yeah. uh, at one point, I did get to try a higher proof. Uh, you, you had a higher proof variation, and that was really delicious. Is there maybe a chance in the future? I, I know we're just getting started here and launching this out, but uh, is there any chance for that higher proof to uh, make its way out onto the market? Yeah, 100%. So we've got lot two that's in product, progress right now. We're at uh, month, uh, almost, almost two months. Actually, I have a little bit of sample here. I was going to show you the color. The high proof will be part of this production. We'll pull probably four barrels uh, out of this, pick out the four barrels we really like. We age this at 45 and then we dilute down to 40 before we you know, bottle. But okay. we're going to hold back four barrels and hold it at 45. The 45 is tremendous. It really is. It really has so much flavor there. I just thought it was a little much for maybe the first round, <laughs> first lot. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you're hitting a mass market here, and you you want to make sure you hit them with something that isn't going to be too powerful on that ABV. Right. And so forty is usually where where we're going to land. But but that high proof, I did get to taste it. You know, it, it's probably changed since what I had from a final version of it, but it it had a lot of great flavor there. So excited to see you know those four barrels there. But yeah, I mean th this is a very solid. This is a unique reposado. I would sip on this excited to see how this would work in a cocktail what what were right. some of those flavors when you guys finished that i mean because really what you did was you went to Ileana and said hey this is what i'm trying to do can you can you produce it? i mean this is my vision but i need your help getting it to the finish line when you guys first got this final batch because we've tasted a lot of different you know along the way samples of this but this is the final batch what was that like and what are some of those flavors that you're pulling from it we did our first our first sip on this batch because you know every month like is it done? Is it done? You yeah. know, we kept looking for it to be done. And it was pretty obvious in the, in the early stages, early months that it wasn't done. But the month four was close. And I'm like, Oh, it's so close. I feel like I could, I could, we could pull it down. We all really liked it. I was the one to say, let's run it to five. Okay. Um, and then I actually had them pull crazy. Cause again, this is the first time anyone's ever done this. So I actually pulled samples from every single barrel. Um, and I wanted to just kind of what is it going to taste like when it's all together? And that's when I decided that five months was the route we wanted. We wanted to hold off a little longer. We did a first sip with Ileana and, and I have it on video that will come out here, uh, you know, eventually. And 
It's great because, you know, when you're working with someone that has their name, their reputation on it, I don't want to hold back. I don't want bullshit, right? You, you either like it or you don't like it or you love it or it's like, uh, it's okay. But yeah. this is your name, right? You're an artist here and your name is going to be all over this and in, in marketing and social uh, on the bottles, everything about it. So that nom is your signature. So to me, I wanted to make sure that, you know, she was more than pleased with it. And I think just the, the initial look on her face was like, we got it. And it, and she just was like, wow, wow. Like it's got a lot of complexity to it. She did her tasting notes for us the other day and they were just amazing. Like just elegantly written, just everything about it was, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And it's funny because my palate is not, I mean, obviously not nearly as complex. And um, we've had a lot of people try it that have, you know, very uh, well diverse palates and they're, they're telling me stuff that they're experiencing. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I got that. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, for me, I'm kind of just, uh, okay, yeah, oh, I, I get it now. And I can, ex I, I taste it now, but it was great to just see her first sip and same thing with the whole team. I mean, just watching our whole team have it for the first time, bringing a bottle back to the States and like having our whole digital team who's just, you know, jumping off cliffs for me blindly doing, you know, all these things just in pure, you know, faith that this is going to work, never had tried it. And, you know, their first sip, it was just, it was so rewarding for me because ultimately you want your whole team to just absolutely love it. And I think once they all sipped on it, it was like, they all, I feel turned up the throttle a little bit. They're like, oh, we're in, this is so good. Let's go. So it was really exciting to see. So I know it's been very important to you. I mean, throughout this whole process to, to create a very clean, additive-free tequila. You, you, this is water, agave, yeast, and then these barrels. It says additive-free here. Uh, I know you have not gone through the tequila matchmaker program for that confirmation. Is that something in the future that, that you want to be a part of as you continue to grow this brand? Yeah. I mean, so to answer the question, the reality is, is that we absolutely love everything that tequila matchmaker has done with additive, the additive-free program. Yeah. They've done a fantastic job. Grover and Scarlett both have tried this tequila. They both enjoyed this tequila. One of those, uh, those people that I mentioned that has an amazing palate is Scarlett and uh, the, the complexities. She actually thought that I aged it a little too long. And then when she had the final product just uh, last two weeks ago, she was like, yay, it's perfect. Yeah. So I was really happy to get to get the blessing. We haven't really, you know, it's not a discussion that we've really had in depth. It's, uh, you know, for us, we are focused on the juice. We're focused on presenting something that's 100% clean and organic, laying a little bit on the reputation of Ileana Partida and the distillery of Pasenda Diora. These are two places that are very pure. Uh, it's their signature on there. Uh, we're going to go with the uh, the paperwork and the distillery that shows that there was no additives used. And I think we're very happy with that. What we what we choose to do later down, if we decide to, to go into the process and show the process a little bit more thoroughly to Tequila Matchmaker, maybe we will. But it's just not something that we're we're doing just yet. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not tasting anything here. This is very clean, very crisp here for this tequila. Mike, congratulations. It's here. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I want to be able to say, I'm sure you're sleeping better at night now that it's here, but I'm sure <laughs> that's the opposite. Opposite, as now you've got Opposite. this final product and, and the goal is because you're a hustler, you're, you're going out to restaurants. This is something that, you know, this bottle looks great uh, sitting on the back bar at a, at a restaurant. You're focused on on premise as well as, you know, in liquor stores and things like that. But congratulations. What what does this mean to you? I mean, to start this with an idea, to see it finalized, it's here, we're sipping on it, we're tasting, you've got the next batch already underway. But what what does it mean to you to see this all the way through it's amazing i think to have everybody that's been involved in it uh, my entire team it's been a tremendous amount of work it's been uh, you know from design to to 
completion all the way to the bottles. You know, it's been very thoroughly thought out. I mean, one thing that we didn't mention is, you know, you, you laugh. It's like now we can kind of sleep better at night. And it's funny because now the work actually begins. Yeah. And that's the reality of it is just getting it out there. You know, we we're working effort, you know, endlessly on trying to get our agave fields growing. We we started production of our agave fields about uh, two years ago when we first started the idea. So we're a year. We just started our second year of agave planting. So we have about I think seven point five hectares of agave. You know, we're really adamant about being part of the solution, not part of the problem. And you know, having our own or organic agave is extremely important to us. Full circle too. You know, we utilize all of our coffee grinds from our production as fertilizer in our agave fields. It's a natural uh, pesticide, but also raises the pH level of the soil. So that's interesting. Yet to see what happens in regards to the sugar content. But trying to keep this as as sustainable and as efficient as possible with very little waste. There is really no waste except for some coffee. But the the grinds are all used. So um, excited, extremely uh, focused on the next step. Yeah, it's got to be exciting. I, I look. I've been able to be a part of. He- hearing from an outsider this process and and I know you've worked hard and, and it's exciting that it's here uh, as this launches and it starts to hit the market where can we see it where can we find it as people will want to taste this and get a bottle for themselves but where we're gonna where we're gonna start launching this yeah hopefully everywhere but <laughs> so no I mean initially we're obviously you know go through our website that's the easy quick quickest way to do it and process through that we're, we're launching uh, DTC. Uh, initially, and then three tier, um, we brought on an amazing brand ambassador out of Miami. So there'll be uh, hopefully a lot of locations that will be popping up on premise in Miami, as well as also like in the West Palm area. The quickest, easiest way to get it in at your door is uh, through our website for sure. And that's quintalizatequila.com. It is, yeah, yeah. And then follow us on social media. Obviously, you know we're 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 putting out mad content, man. I know you're like the content, you know, king. I tell you, you do such a great job. I've always been so impressed, and I know like. From the early beginnings of uh, just you know meeting you at, at Sip Tequila, it was like you're doing all these different photos, and now watching you to where you are, I'm like, man, I've got he's got some game (laughs) done a good job i'm just trying to learn but you know follow them on instagram because you you're no joke and and you've got the right people around you i mean you are putting out some really awesome content and just the way you are positioning bold everything you're doing you're doing it a little differently than some of the other brands that i'm seeing and so you're really you really are putting out some great content quintaliza tequila on instagram as well quintaliza tequila.com if people want to learn more about this and we're going to start to see this all over the country but mike congrats man congrats and, and thank you thank for you so much for for sharing this beautiful bottle with me man wish you all the success as this continues to launch and excited to see you know what what's after this so cheers and salute my friend salute man thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it cheers i'll see you buddy that was mike winters with quinta lisa tequila to purchase your bottle go to quinta tequila.com and to get free shipping on all orders simply use the promo code for the bold be sure to follow me on social media at Agave Social Club. And if you like the show, do me a favor and leave me a review and rating on Apple. I'm Doug Bryce, and thanks for listening. 